0: Lab we'll some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning
1: daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt.
0: Friends, we have an absolutely jam-packed show for you today, so we are going to jump right into it. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss on this operation. Running the board for us is Michael Deadshot Arpaio. He's got that nickname because he gets it right every time. The first time, we're so grateful for him. In studio with me, Jamie Urker, the producer, The Mighty One. We cover issues facing the Western United States from a Christian conservative perspective. We're thankful we're not getting all the government we're paying for, and in fact, we're gonna be talking about a lot of new government. In fact, the single largest driver of new government in the state of Colorado, over 3,000 new governments have been created all over the state. Now, if I laid this out for you, this would sound like a horror story, okay? And I'm, gonna, I'm just learned about this. So we have an entity that's created 3,000 new governments and has added 100 times more debt to the state of Colorado than the entire state government. Let that sit with you. It's it's like a monster showed up. Now, Now this avenue is not totally bad, and not every metro district, what I'm talking about are metro districts, are bad. Not every developer is bad by any means. We want growth in the state. We appreciate it, but we want smart growth. And what we have stumbled upon is this system that's creating a lot of problems. And of course, we're not the first ones by any means. Uh, The Independence Institute has talked about this. John Caldera did an entire show on this as well. But just the other day, my good friend, Greg Lopez and I, we went to a planning commissioners meeting in Elbert County, and I watched these planning commissioners add $90 million of debt to a bunch of gophers living in a field. I mean, it was bizarre. I live in Colorado. I celebrate Tabor. In fact, we just had the 30th anniversary celebration of Tabor. And here we are dropping $90 million of debt upon a bunch of gophers. Now those gophers aren't going to live there forever. Eventually, people are going to move in and have to pay on that debt. But did they have a choice in that? Well, kind of. They can choose to move there or not. But anyone who's bought a home in Colorado knows, you have about 300 pages of documents you're signing. You're not going through every metro district mill levy charge you're ever going to have. So in some ways, yes, they can choose. They can choose not to live there. But none of these people were there to be able to make a decision with regards to this debt. And now they have to assume it. And they don't have much representation when it comes to what's going to happen to payments on this debt after the fact. So joining me in the studio, Kathleen Chandler, Coalition and Future Leaders Program Manager at the Independence Institute. She works on their local governments project. If there's one person that's doing more to change the fabric of Colorado when it comes to local governments, it is Kathleen Chandler. She's doing a fantastic job. Grateful to have her with us. And Greg Lopez, former mayor of Parker, Colorado Republican gubernatorial candidate, In fact, he won the straw poll one year at the Western Conservative Summit as a conservative (laughs) choice. So if you think somehow we're talking uh, liberal ideas or anything like that, you got a whole bunch of conservatives in the studio today. And then on the line with us, John Henderson of Coloradans for Metro District Reform. All of you all think is probably the most packed show I've ever had, and uh, we're going to just jump right into it. So let's start with Greg. Greg, you were at this Planning Commission meeting. You have dealt with metro districts for
2: years as the mayor of Parker. So what are these entities? You know, Jeff, a lot of people just don't have a true understanding. Even the Planning Commission members had no clue what they were voting on. You know, they even asked for some type of education. At least I'll give them props for that. But you could tell in their eyes that they had no clue as to how these numbers were working. And they didn't understand the complexity of a metro district. And to your point, the poor residents that live there. Because, look, people buy homes because they want to get away from somewhere or they want clean air. You know, that's why they're coming to uh, Elbert County. And you, you're you absolutely right. They don't look at the documents. But think about it for a minute. These guys, like you said, added debt. To that piece of property that anybody that walks on there buys property, they're going to inherit. And I can tell you from experience, when I was mayor, I dealt with three bankrupt metro districts, which really put a burden on the residents because their taxes kept going up. You see, there's very little limits on what these developers can do when they ask for this uh, debt. As a matter of fact, in this one in Independence, they're able to increase the mill by another 74. That is double what people are paying right now in Elbert County in its totality. These things are can be dangerous, like you said earlier. You know, if a developer takes it slow and is understanding how to do smart growth because you have to look into the future as it pertains to the market and the economy and are people actually going to buy homes, you know, but most of them look at it as an opportunity to not only incur debt, but also pay themselves for building this development. Mm-hmm. And even in, in independence, if you read the documents, the developer can advance money to the Metro District in order to pay for construction of infrastructure, mm-hmm. but they get paid back at 7%. <laughs> That's a really good payback right it now. Is. So
0: let, let's go, let's reverse back just a little bit. And John, I'm gonna ask you this. Give us just a definition of what a Metro District is. Uh, I lived in one in Highlands Ranch. Seems like it was an HOA. I had to pay a little bit extra. I think they covered roads. I think they, you know, helped out with some of the uh, services in that community. But can you give people a a sense of just what is a metro district?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And you're right, most folks are familiar with HOAs and they uh, oftentimes confuse the two. A metro district is an entirely different animal an HOA is by contract, and you get copies of the contract at the closing. A metro district is a government. It taxes. It has the power for uh, to uh, uh, annex other property through eminent domain. It is a government. And you're absolutely right. Uh, uh, the developers uh, are using this private form of government to tax residents to pay extraordinary, exponentially high profits. And just to give you an example, in our community, we did, the, we did a study, we said, let's start with a blank piece of paper. We know, and, and just for your information, I'm an attorney uh, 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 licensed to practice in Colorado, I, I've represented developers, I've been a developer, um, I've represented residents uh, in other parts of the country. And Colorado is unique. Uh, the industry will say, oh, you know, lots of other states are doing this. And the answer is no, they're not. <laughs> I've read, I believe it or not, I've read the statutes in those other states and what they're doing in Colorado is is very unique. And I think it, it helps to step back a minute and, and understand how development works. You mentioned the prairie dogs, the rattlesnakes, the, you know, the open land, the developer Buys the open land and then adds the pipes in the ground, the infrastructure. And then the developer sells that developed lot, the land with the pipes in the ground, to a home builder. The home builder puts a house on it and then we come in and we buy the house. And everyone, you know, based upon their prior experiences, expects, well, we bought the house we also bought the land, and we pay our share of the infrastructure. And that's traditionally how it works. Um, the developer makes their money, of course, by charging a profit in addition to the cost of the land, the cost of the pipes in the ground. Metro districts have totally, uh, and I'll use the word because it's appropriate, they totally corrupted that process. Mm what the Metro district says is when you buy your house, you bought the house on the land and you bought the land, but oh, 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 we're gonna a la carte this menu and we're going to separate out the cost of infrastructure. And you're gonna pay that over the next 30 to 40 years at interest on interest Uh, for amounts that you have no accountability for. You are not in a position to uh, determine how much should be paid, when it should be paid. Uh, You're totally at the mercy of the developer. So in our community, we did a study. We said, okay, we know how much they paid for the land. We know how much they paid for the infrastructure. We know how much we paid for each developed lot. so let's subtract the cost of the land subtract the cost of the infrastructure and from the amount that we paid and what's left over is profit to the developer and we found that we paid 41 million dollars for the cost of the land and the infrastructure and the developer got paid 75 million dollars they made almost 200% profit, and that's before the Metro District. They still wanted another $90 million on top of that.
0: Wow.
1: Wow. You know, you mentioned Tabor. Tabor is is, is, is key here. How does that happen? How is it that uh, the developer has this opportunity to charge and impose taxes on the residents for these ex- exponentially high profits. Well, the first thing that happens is they they have an application for a service plan, and that service plan typically has a limit for how much they can borrow and, and, and use for debt. Let's say, you know, in our case it was, um, I think it was $60 million. And it also has typically a limit on how much, what the mill
0: rate will be. John, we're up against a, a commercial break here. So I want to continue this conversation. We're diving into metro districts. Don't let that bore you. This is actually really important. It gets into government growth. It gets into taxes, all of that stuff. So you want to stick around in studio. Greg Lopez, Kathleen Chandler, and John Henderson on the phone. We're going to continue this right back. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Radio Hour.